Hey, besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that while we discuss our own thoughts and opinions, just remember we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. I woke up with it. Hey, Katie. Oh. Hey, Tay. That was weird. That was weird. I don't understand, but it looks okay now. Anyway, we had a technical difficulty, but now we're back. Well, we we never really went away. No. It started with a technical difficulty. Um, What's new? You know, not not much. (laughs) Because if we haven't just been talking for the last, like, two hours. 45 minutes. (laughs) No, really, 45 minutes. Um, Getting into the throes of the holidays, I'm in my biggest slump that I've ever been in in my entire life. However, I am crawling out of it. Okay. Um, so when did my, oh, so my slump started after I read Savor It by Tara DeWitt, which like honestly, rightfully so. It's a fucking amazing book. Yeah. I mean, it comes out in May. Yes. You have some time. So you have time. You, you I would pre-order it. it. As you should. The, the cover is really cute. Um, but I fell into like a little bit of a slump and I haven't read, normally I'm the fantasy reader of the duo. I've been actually reading like fantasy yeah. books lately. I think it's just because... Fantasy books are typically thick. You know what I'm going to cut in right now? Um, Hollow Games by Sienna Crawford. It's oh, yes. her new. I finished it today. Oh, did you? I think you would like it. Okay. It, again, it's, it's fantasy. It's, yeah, it's witches and, like, magic and, like, vampires. And it's a Sienna Crawford book, so it's not super long. And it's, like, very, like gets, like, right to the point. It's And it's not, like, a huge magic. Sh- like, it's very, they're very... All of her books, I will say, which I almost feel like could be harder to do, they're short. Like, if we're talking, like, 300 pages, yeah. sometimes max. She somehow finds a way to write really great plots that you're, like, in – go, they go in depth. They're yep. not so far into, like, deep water where you're, like, what the hell is going on? She writes really well-rounded characters, good smut. And somehow can like wrap it all up in a nice bow and make it feel yeah. longer than it is in 300 pages. I feel like that's really hard to do. It's very hard to do. But I have to commend her. All right. So I'll put that on my list. Yeah, no, I finished. I mean, we'll, I'll talk about it in a little bit, but I did finish that today. And I feel like that's like a very good, if like you're looking to get back into like a fantasy, if you're having trouble getting into something that's like more like deep. Okay. <laughs> um, but I really like it. And like, I feel like, okay, so we've read obviously the city of thorns, which like I forget like the name of the series, but that series, yeah. And then Frost, yeah. and they both of those. I read her other series too. Start um, out in like the real one? world, and like yeah. the, they're brought into like the Fey world. Yeah. This one is just like Fey. No, well, no, there's no Fey. No, it's magic. It's like witches and vampires, but it's yeah, like it's just you're just in it. You're in it, so there's not like a mortal. Like I can't say mortal. There's not. A, like a human aspect they're they are human you know what I'm, you know what i'm trying to say you don't go from human worlds where like yeah, you don't go into... from like the united states into a fey world like you're just in a different world okay. already um which for the books that i've read of hers that has not been the case but it was again like you don't need a lot of understanding of the world to understand what's happening it's nice to know okay um because yeah like i feel like sometimes like the last big fantasy the last fantasy book i think i actually read was iron flame yeah um well, that spins a while. Spins a while. But I, I just also feel like because when they're fantasy and they're thicker, they obviously take a little bit longer to read. And yeah. my time's limited with having a child and working and just like life. Do you have a child? I do. So I just feel like I've been gravitating towards like a romance book yeah. that's just a little quicker. Um, not too hard to comprehend. So my brain doesn't have to think. But two books helped me get out of my slumpy slump. Okay. They came to us from Shan at Shan's Library. Shan's library. Yeah, I don't know. We talk to her daily, and like you think I know. Katie definitely does. Yes, I do talk to her daily. She's such a sweetheart. (laughs) No, she really is. Um, Shan is. Why can't I find? Yeah, Shan's library. Okay, Shan's library. So she. (laughs) I mean, a lot of people have read this. The Jessica Joyce um, novella, a risk worth taking. Uh It has a minor tie into you with a view. Okay. So the mailman. So it's a one night stand. 
um love that they go home like they like she's supposed to leave for like her new life in san francisco the next day and they're like screw it let's have fun like we both have never done something like this like yeah. it'll be a great end to a chapter before you start this new chapter of life she wakes up the next day there's like a major snowstorm where she is so she's stuck and she stays with this guy because like her flat was rented out or like her lease was something something happened so she couldn't go back to her place of uh residence um Obviously, like a couple of nights of fun turn into something greater. They don't want to leave each other, but like her, his job right now is where he is, and her job is taking her to San Francisco. However, he's a huge admirer of Theo. So, like, his dream job Same. is at the, yeah, seriously, is at his company that he's now created. Okay. Like, he, he followed him on LinkedIn and like they, he accepted his request, but like he checks and stalks the whatever, the postings all the time, but like nothing has come up for like what he could fit into. Yeah. So she goes off, goes to San Francisco. They kind of like keep in touch with each other. And then all of a sudden, like she calls him one day. She thinks like she saw, or he, she texts him. Cause like, she's always like sends him pictures of like people in San Francisco. Like, is this you? Um, but like, they're getting a little far and few between. It's been six months. And all of a sudden, like she sends him a picture and he calls immediately. He's like, weird that you text me. I was just calling you, blah, blah, blah. He got the dream job, but it read like a full length novel, like no, like full novel. book. Thank yeah. you. It was really fucking cute. Um, so that got me out of my slump a little bit. And then C Christmas in Coconut Creek by Carissa Kinward. It was a little long in my opinion. Okay. Um, the banter, I was, I was actually cracking up out loud for the first couple pages. Like, yo, this is, this is fucking great. Um, it's a super slow burn with really good payoff. Okay. In my opinion. However, like the last couple, couple of like smutty scenes, I was like, I don't, I just give me like how this ends. She leaves Utah, yeah, to go to her friend's house in Florida for the holidays because she's her parents are divorced. They have new families, so she kind of feels like the weird in between child. Okay. And all of her other siblings are super young, so she goes to stay with her friends. So she's there for like three weeks in total. Meets this guy. It's supposed to just be fun fling. Obviously, they develop feelings. Yeah, they both kind of help each other out, and obviously, they could count down the days. It just got a little too long in like the last couple of days, in my opinion. They okay. could have wrapped up quicker. So those got me out of my slump, but like. What really got me out of my slump, Sable Peak, which we can talk about a little bit more. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Robert Galbraith. It's J.K. Rowling's pen name. She started writing this series called the Corman Strike series. He's a detective. He's a PI in London. The audio is to die for, I'm not going to lie. Like, I literally would not talk to Tom last night because I was like, I need to finish this book. Like, please don't speak. My headphones in. They were dying. I was switching them out. Yeah. Um, there are seven books out currently. They're a little lengthy as I get onwards, but like seven's really long, but eight's not as long. Yeah. It's interesting. But she just I mean if you read the Harry Potter series, you know that she's just a really fucking good writer. Yeah. So she like the way that she can create these worlds and these Are they very good at world building, like with where it's not like info dumpy. No. It just like is very natural. I feel like I'm, it's actually, it's, it's, a, it's a TV show on BBC right now. Um, I've watched the first couple episodes, they're not that bad. But it, there's no fantasy. It's like, re it's real world, but like it just follows this guy who's an who's a amputee. He like started up, he was a soldier, he got his leg blown off from like in a bomb or whatever. Um, he's trying to just like start his life back over as a normal civilian by opening up a private detective agency. Yeah. His one fiance, his fiance, I should say, is like this high society girl. They've been in a relationship for 16 years. It's so fucking toxic. So you follow that for a little bit. I finally, love a toxic like they're right? Then they're done with each other. And then like he finds this girl who like to be his, I guess like a like your receptionist more or less. Mm -hmm. Um she's in a very toxic relationship also like there's so many great subplots going on and like she eventually becomes his partner in the detective agency okay. and they just the, the like i every time i'm like in i actually re-listened to the first book three times because like i need to figure out where the fuck i could have picked up on these clues for who the fucking killer was mm -hmm. and she does write them in and you just like after you figure them out you're like oh but like she just writes us such a good mystery i also just suck at fucking breadcrumbs but yeah. like i never know who is the killer which i think is like so fucking great yeah but then there's like text message there's just i don't know it's just so fucking good that if you just want like a break from your slutty romances or your fantasy worlds and like mm -hmm. There is zero relationship right now between the two partners, but like they have feelings for each other. So there's such fucking good tension. tension. And like in book six, let me, let me just paint the picture for Let's you. Let's paint it, Katie. I was on a run in 2020. 
Okay. It was a nice, wonderful, cool day. I was in shorts yeah. and a t-shirt. It's the evening. I'm on my stroll. I'm only supposed to do four miles. However, we come to this one scene where you can feel the tension between the two. You didn't know if they were going to kiss finally. You know what the fuck was going to happen. I went on a five and a half mile fucking run that night because I need to know what the fuck was going to happen. There was no payoff. But, there was no kissing. <laughs> oh my god, I was like screaming on the inside. Honestly, sometimes it's better when there's not a kiss. There's supposed to be ten books in this series. I'm on number seven. I do not believe anything happens in seven, which I'm like low key almost okay if like they don't get together to the end of the series because like I feel like sometimes in the middle of the series, like if they developed a relationship at book five, you know that they're gonna get broken up somehow. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that for Robin and Corman Strike. I want them like to have their happily ever after, and that is it. Yeah, like once they're together, they're together. together. So like, I'm kind of hoping by like maybe book nine, like they've touched, and like maybe by book ten we get like the yeah. okay, this is it. So just if anyone wants to dabble in a good mystery, I I think I do. It's really like I cannot express enough how fucking good the audio is. Like fuck the books, fuck reading. If you want, if you are audio girly, like you need. I've been struggling a lot with audio recently. Actually, that's a lie. I don't, I mean, is it a lie? I don't know. Um, I go back and forth. Like some days, like I can't, I'm, I'm okay, some days, like I can't stop listening yeah. to a book. And then other times it like takes me like two weeks to finish. Yeah. And it's not even because the book's bad. I just like don't, don't have the time. Or, yeah. yeah. Or like, I'm just like not, because when I'm like listening, like I have to listen. Yes. I can't be like working and like writing emails and listening to an audiobook unless it's something that I've already listened to before. Like I can yeah. throw on like the deal because I've listened to that book like 45 times. Yes. But like if it's something new, especially if it's a fantasy book. Oh, fantasy. I, I, just I have to. Yeah. I have to just be like laying on like the couch or like cleaning or like just like walking or just doing something. Driving. Like the other day, um, Saturday, I was in the city. So I started an audiobook. Um and there was delays on the trip. So I got like pretty into it um, between like the whole commute and like, you know, getting going back and everything. But again, like if I'm not like in my car or like on a train or, or cleaning, cleaning my house, yeah. I'm not listening. Yeah. So um, I just feel like I haven't been doing a lot of that recently. So I feel like I haven't really, I don't know. I started um, an audio book and it took me really, it took me a long time to get through it and then I started a different audiobook in the meantime because I kind of mm. forgot that I was listening to it yeah um but it was only a monster by Vanessa Len and actually I really liked it you so did we, yeah it. so we got those okay so when Katie and I like two years ago we like were bookish box people um for like four months literally for four months and we're like yeah no and I was like I just don't care about these books um we, we both read Court of Dragons. Yes. Which then, like, it came out that apparently she by was Frost like, K that she was like, yeah, um, like, steal, yeah, plagiarizing. So, like, I liked the book. And then I was like, oh, she's plagiarizing. And so I never, like, followed up yeah, on it if it ever got finished. Um, but Only a Monster was one of the books. And mm. I remember, like, last year I posted a story and I was like, should I sell? Like, I was like, a bunch of books. Like, should I sell these or should I keep them, like, on my TBR car? And Only a Monster was on, was one of the things. And Sarah with the cool bookshelf set that Sarah um I was talking to her and she was like only a monster was her favorite like one of her top YA fantasies of 2022 and I was like okay good to know so I kept it because I was like I'll eventually get to it and then I saw that it was the audio was on Everand aka scribed which like why did they have to change their fucking name name? we just learned to say it and by we I mean me yeah (laughs) scribed if you're Katie because that makes sense that's a word I know um so I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And the audio is really good. And I really like the story. But I started listening to it before I went to Asheville. So mm. when I got back, I just like forgot, about, forgot it. about it. And because like, again, like I said, I really only listen if I'm like commuting to and from work. So I didn't go to work the next week because it was like Thanksgiving. We all worked from home for the whole week and everything. So like by the time I went back to the office, like I forgot. Yeah. Um. So I did just finish it on like Friday. And I really liked it. I think... I think it's like a three seven five, but okay. again, it probably would have been higher had I not taken like a three week break. So yeah. it's kind of like, because like once you get I'm very back intrigued in. by the storyline. The main character was like a little bit annoying at times. She's like a little naive and like very like she's naive and also like very like optimistic. Like this is all gonna work out, and you're like you don't know shit. Like listen to the people <laughs> who are part listen of it. To your elders. So the whole basis of the story is there are monsters like no. living in the real world, and she's a monster. Okay. And all monsters 
So each family has like their own like kind of like separate like thing that they can do. Okay. But all monsters in general, they can steal time from humans and time travel. Okay. So like I could just like touch your neck and like steal 10 minutes like from your life and like travel then 10 minutes like in the past. That's kind of cool. Yes, but you're stealing life from people. Okay. Yep, that's wrong. And a lot of monsters like they'll steal like 10 minutes, 5 minutes here and there until they can like accumulate like enough time to go back but some people are just like i'm gonna drain you of your entire life like i'm, I'm gonna you know abuse steal yeah. 40 years from your life whatever and there is a hero and like you know like every good story has a monster and has a hero like a villain and whatever and the hero is this boy nick and she doesn't realize that she doesn't know that she's a monster okay. like they like her family like hides it from her like they all like they all know but like for whatever reason like they don't tell her and she like starts dating this boy Nick and then it turns out that Nick is like the fabled hero and he is like on a mission to like murder every monster because they killed his whole family a monster killed his uh, whole family okay and you find out like more in the story of like why he is like the way he is and there's like this whole thing but then there's like another monster family and they are like rival monster families but then Aaron and her like you like you, Aaron like definitely falls I don't know which boy I want her with because like Obviously, so there's a love triangle. There's a there's a love. I mean, it's YA, but like Nick is bad. Okay, but Aaron is also bad. But like Nick is bad, but then you find out why he's bad, and you're like, oh, I understand. Okay, I feel like that like she's gonna end up with Aaron. Like I feel like that's where it's going. Okay, but like I kind of like, I don't know. I kind of like. I'm gonna listen to the next book. Okay, so that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. And then a book that you read that I listened to was Butcher and Blackbird. Yes, that was good. And I wanted, obviously, to read it because Katie Katie liked it. And, like, everybody is fucking talking about this book. And while I do think that it's a good book, and I think that the audio is phenomenal, I mean, like, I've seen people be like, it's the best book of the year. Like, no. It's super entertaining. It's so entertaining. And, like, it's. I mean, I gave it four stars, but... um, Honestly, like I think, I think the audio made it a better experience, in my opinion, because it's a duet. On Always that, better, elevated, yeah. and it's Joe Arden. Even better. Which, like, again, I think I said this. Last, I don't remember. Maybe I said it in the group chat. I was like, I want him to just talk directly into my crotch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nothing sexual about it, but like just his voice is so good. Like. His voice is amazing. You know what I mean? It gives you little tum, tum, tummy grumblies. And, oh, wait, who's... Coochie butterflies, if you will. Coochie, coochie flutters. Lucy, I want to say it's Lucy Rivers. I have to look up who the female narrator is. The two of them, amazing. Like, it almost, like, I can't explain it. If you haven't, if you're like in the up in the air about like reading it or listening to the audio, invest in the audio because it really, really was phenomenal. Um, why can't I find it? Oh, there it is. So it's Butcher and Blackbird by Bryn Weaver. And then it's Joe Arden and yeah, Lucy Rivers. I was right. No, you were right. Wow. Look at, the, look and at Teresa getting a name for I know. Once. And I don't think I've ever listened to anything by her, but she yeah. was so good. And, like, the story is, like, very funny, but then there are also, like, very good spicy scenes. Yes. Um, but there's, like, a lot of, like, tension. They don't get together right away, which is, like, good. But there is insta-lust. There's insta-lust. But 100%. they don't get together for a while. It's, like, a, I think, like, four years. Yes, like, a while. Um, I Like, it was, a, it was a very fun, enjoyable book. Yes. I would, like, and if you aren't into, like, maybe a dark, even if you are into a dark romance, but if you are not into a dark romance, it's a dark romantic comedy for the sheer yes. fact that they are serial killers and there are some like gorier moments. There are definitely gory moments. But I wouldn't refer to it as like a dark no. romance where there's like dark play with each other, if you will. It's more of like the light and airy side of a dark romantic, hence it's a dark romantic comedy. Yes, but, like, like they do dark. Okay, so they're serial killers who kill serial killers yes. or just kill bad people. Yes, they kill. Yeah. It's very like Dexter and like that way where yes. he's like, whatever. Um, and they like they have a game so they meet like he she kills somebody she gets like locked in like a cell whatever he comes to kill the guy the guy's already dead and he like finds her there and like they like develop this like immediate like friendship yeah and he's like once a year like let's have a serial killing game yeah and it's like his way of like staying like in her like life because Mm -hmm. he's like immediately like this is my girl yes and um 
she feels the same way, but she's they're They both like, are like, Oh no, this person can never be into me. Um, he has, okay. So he's a chef by mm-hmm. like actual, it's his real job, not, not killing. And, um, his, uh, his restaurant they have he's a standing reservation for her and at a certain table yeah he has like a reserve table so that if she ever like comes to boston ever just like shows up she's got a spot she's got a spot um and she does it the one time and like yeah it's cute it's cute it's honestly like it's a really nice story it's a really it is a good story minus the killing um it's a really fun, but I, I do agree. And like, I'm not, we're not trying to downplay the books. We really did enjoy it, but it's not like a literary masterpiece. Right. No, no. I saw like it's one a good review of it time. and I was like, no, like it's a great book and the audio is amazing, but it's not like, I mean, for me personally, it's not the best audio I've ever listened to, but again, I'm a sucker for a duet. So if it's a duet narration, I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to like it. There you go. You heard it here first. I'm listening to an audio, right? Since we're already talking about audio books. That's also a duet. So I finally started King of Greed by Anna Wong. Um, mm. And that's book three in like her, what are they called? Like King of whatever series. Um, so King of Wrath, King of Pride and King of Greed. And this one is narrated by Teddy Hamilton. Oh. So you know that like it was, I, I was done for. Like anything with Teddy Hamilton narrating is going to get me, it's going to get me twisted. And it's a duet. So sign me the fuck up. I hear you. Sometimes when I'm like listening to an audiobook and it's narrated by Teddy Hamilton, I'm like, do I like this character or do I just like Teddy Hamilton? Hamilton. Like, I don't know how to differentiate between my likes. I'm with you. He does just such a good. He does a really good college fuckboy. He does a great college fuckboy. This man is not a college fuckboy, but he, he but has he does that have, like air yeah. about him where like. But he also can then like turn it and be something completely different, which like that's a skill. Yeah. I don't know how people, people would never want to listen to my voice on an audiobook. They'd be like, let me turn this off immediately. I'm going to be your next audiobook narrator. <laughs> no, no one would hire us, Teresa. Yeah, they would. I have an amazing. You have a voice of a fucking angel. I have, I have a face for radio and a voice for, <laughs> for, the, for a dungeon. Go on. No, I was going to say, I'm listening to the next um, Robert Galbraith uh, audiobook, The Running Grave, and I'm like really fucking loving it already. It's so good. I really haven't been reading too much. I am going to start, however, um, I think because, you know, obviously next week's episode is In a Holidays by Christina Warren. I do Warren. have to start that. I think I'm just going to get this out of the way because I cannot stand. I used to do this a lot. I'd be like, oh, let me read another book first and then I'll get to what we yeah. need to get to. And it would be like Sunday night. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm not done. Like, it's like the pressure to read. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes then you don't enjoy it because you're just trying to finish the book. Yeah. So I'm going to start in a holidays. Yes, and then try I... to finish by Monday because Tuesday I might be going to the Devil's Game. So we have to record Monday. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, that's uh, Monday. I have a dentist appointment at five. <laughs> so we could do it after that. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> fucking teeth. Uh, and then I'm going to do Love Redesigned. I've been really wanting to read this. You have been really wanting to read And that. people keep raving about it. So I'm like, you know what? The people can't steer you wrong after a certain point when so many people say they like it. So I'm going to go with the people and read the book. I think you should. And the cover is really pretty. So I'm really hoping to own it. Speaking of owning books, we just discovered this about me. I don't own a lot of romance books. And I'm very frustrated because I ordered a very large order from Blackwell's. And the largest part of the order, because I could shipped out in two, mm-hmm. is missing. It's just missing. It's been over a month. We don't have a lot of luck, apparently, no. ordering from the UK, ordering the Chestnut Spring series from the UK. Correct. It because just goes mine, missing. mine delivered and the pa- it was raining that day. The package was soaked. Mm-hmm. Luckily, the two books that did deliver were fine, but there was a hole in the bottom of the package and three of the books were missing. I just like am missing a whole, I'm missing my entire Chestnut Spring series and one of the Caravelle series books. Yeah. So I, th- I thought I emailed them on Saturday. I'm going to email them again tomorrow. Well, um, I was going to say, if you email them Saturday, people aren't working. No, not at all. But I, you know when, like, you don't know if, like, you actually, not yes. email, like, I submitted something. Yeah. And, like, sometimes you get the confirmation. Yeah. I didn't get a confirmation. Maybe you never submitted it. So maybe it. I never submitted it. So I'm going to reach back out tomorrow um, to figure out what the fuck is going on. And I guess if you want, we can talk about Sable Peak. No, I'm not done yet. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Katie only read three books this like yeah. in the last two weeks, so she's so she's done with I'm this done. conversation. <laughs> um, Gothicana, which you also read, oh, I just so finished. I finished that. So 
I believe that you cannot get it anymore right now because it's being re-released by Bramble in January. Um, but we did, Katie read it before that and then I got an arc or we got the arc of it. So obviously I was like, I'll read it because I had it. Um, and that's like a dark academia with like mystery supernatural story. vibes, um, which like normally really isn't my vibe. Like I'm like Mary yesterday was like, oh, I'm surprised you liked it. Cause it's like really like not typically like what I like go for. Yeah. Um, but it was good. Like there's like a whole mystery aspect. I liked the main character. I thought some of the dialogue was like a little corny. It's um, like a forbidden romance. It's very forbidden, but like I, okay. So I've realized like when I, I think that's why I like friends lovers. I love good dialogue. Like I love like deep, great, like meaningful conversations, which like a lot of these books, like you don't actually get that. And I feel like in Gothicana, it was very, that mine or yours? That's fine. You can use oh, it. Oh shit. I have the same one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can use it. Thanks. Um, but I feel like um, a lot of it, like, they weren't really having conversations. They were just, like, instantly attracted to yeah, each other. and then just fucking. And then he was just like, I'm going to fuck your cunt. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Here we go. And yeah. like, she's a virgin, and the first time they do it in the car. And I'm like, yeah. that sounds rough. Hard. That sounds not great for a first time. Um, and... He wasn't, like, very, like, oh, I'm going to take it slow because you're a virgin. He's, like, not warm and fuzzy at all. No. Which, again, that's totally fine. Yeah. I just, you know, yeah, he had, like, no sympathy for also her being, being a virgin, virgin yeah. once. And, like, I don't know, sometimes, like, there's bleeding and stuff. And I feel like you don't want to be in a car. You want to be somewhere where, you're, like, whatever. Anyway, um, for any virgins listening, always have, like, a towel around. <laughs> um I don't know. And he, then he's, like, I got a vasectomy and I'm going to, I'm going to come in you. And I'm like, have this conversation after, but fine. <laughs> like, geez, like the first time, like let this girl breathe a minute. Um, I did really like it. And then we can talk about Table Peak, but I really just want to, want to rant um, quickly about my Throne of Glass reread, Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn, because I was beginning to talk about it last week. And um, then I didn't, because I was like, I really want to really um, have a lot to say about it. So I finally did the um tandem read of empire storms and tower of dawn which i've said this like a million times so i'm sorry i'm going to just repeat it in case this is your first time fucking listening um the first time i read the throne of glass series i was on a book talk so i did not know about the tandem read and i struggled through tower of dawn and i hated tower of dawn and i held it against kale because i was like this book is absolute garbage um so all i'm gonna say is that I still do believe that. I think that the tandem read did make Tower of Dawn more enjoyable because you're not just like chapter after chapter listening to Kel whine, which yeah. is like 50% of the book of Tower of Dawn is just Kel whining. Um, and I do think it was more enjoyable. I do think that there's like a lot of important information like leading into Kingdom of Ash that you definitely need. Like I see people sometimes be like, just skip Tower of Dawn. Like, no, no, you can't. Like, like so much stuff like wouldn't make sense. Um, and like then you're like, who the fuck are these characters? Why should yeah. I care about them? I um I think the only way to read it is a tandem read. I don't know why SJM didn't just make two books. Yeah. You know you what just, I mean? Like split the split e like just, Emperor of Storms and Tower of Dawn into like like combine them, but com like split yeah. them into two books. Um, because I just feel like I feel like a lot, I don't know, like a lot happens between the two. So it's much a happens lot, it's between a lot the two. of information. And I feel like there's like enough that happens that she could have just done a different cliffhanger. And then like the end of each book was its own cliffhanger again. But I feel That's like true. somewhere like in the middle, there were like things that happened that you could be like, oh, fuck, I can't wait for the next book. The way mm -hmm. that Empire Storms ends, like I'm, this is, okay, so Gold is now out. There even Kennedy one. I know I talked about it. I'm not going to say any spoilers, but... The reason why I'm not, like, writing off the series in general is because kind of, I guess, like, this situation, right? So if I was reading Throne of Glass as the books were coming out and I finished Empire of Storms and I waited, like, a year and a half and then Tower of Dawn came out and I picked it up and it was all about Kale, I would have lost my fucking mind. Same. And I would have been like, this is fucking bullshit. And I have to wait another like year or more 
to get Kingdom of Ash and find out what happened to Aelin, I would have been furious. Um, it just felt like more of like a, a I don't know, because a lot happens in it and you get a lot of information, but the, it didn't need to be a 660 page book. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm just not a Kale fan. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I just find him boring. I feel like he has no personality. The only interesting thing about him is his is his, his wife. wife. And like I think that Nezrin and Sartak are like such a more interesting couple. And you get less of that. Like I feel like if the book centered more around them. And then I also liked what like Irene was doing too. Like you kind of follow her a lot of the time too. And yes. you're like into like wherever she was going to like obtain certain things. Like yes. I enjoyed, I did the tandem reading. Like I actually very much enjoyed Tower of Dawn, but it wasn't because of Kale. It right, was just because saying, yes. of like this, the, uh, like the other I components. just, yeah, I feel like, again too, like I'm reading Tower of Dawn, I'm doing the tandem read and like some aspects I'm like, okay, like this is fun. This is exciting. This is great. And then other times I'm like, oh my God, like this is so boring. Like I don't care that he's paralyzed. Like I don't need to see another thing about like his darkness, his darkness. Like every, like again, okay, listen, everybody treats their trauma differently. I'm not like, these are fictional characters. So I can, I can be mean about their trauma. Like, they're not real people. Like Aelin has more trauma. Like everybody has trauma and like nobody's true. It's the same thing with Nesta. Kale goes through something and he starts treating people like absolute garbage. I don't like when people do that. I'm sorry. I don't like, and I'm with you. people react to things different ways. Again, these are fictional characters. Do not come for me. I'm allowed to be mean to fictional characters. So like him going through shit and like blaming, like he puts the blame on everybody else. He takes no accountability. He starts to take accountability in tower of dawn. But then at the end, like their last push to get like the darkness out of him or whatever. It's like Irene's in there and she's like seeing what happened to him. And like, they're going through like this, like weird, whatever, like healing process together. And he's still like blaming Aelin for like what happened. And I'm like, bro, You're he's like, he's like, she like left me here. You sent her away to mm -hmm. Wendelin. And like when she came back, like I, she never, like, I don't know. It just, he just really grinds my gears. I just feel like he's not a good friend, but he like thinks he's a good friend. Like Dorian actually out of all of them is the only one who is a good friend. Like I love Aelin, but like Aelin is a fucking disaster. <laughs> she is so chaotic. I said it a million times. Like I could never be in her friend group. No. I would be like, this girl needs to sit down, take, smoke, smoke a joint and just fucking relax. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's too much for me. <laughs> anyway, Tower of Dawn. Um, I still gave it only like three and a half stars. Empire of Storms is immaculate. And I'm waiting to start Kingdom of Ash. But anyway, now we can talk about Table Peak. <laughs> I need to rant about it. Yeah, because everyone's like, you're going to feel so different when you just hit them. Right? Like, I don't. It just well, was go. easier for me to get through because I could break it up. There you go. I think that Dorian, okay, honestly, I think what should have happened is that Dorian and Manon should have gotten their own 660 page book of like them on like a, what's a quest. Yeah. Then like Kale getting healed. And then he gets healed and then <laughs> she's not done. No. And then he gets healed, right? And then like literally like 20 pages later, he's like basically paralyzed again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kale should have just died. And I, and I will not, that my opinion on that will never change, okay? Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> the final book in the Edens series by Devney Perry, Sable Peak, came out last week and it follows Mateo and Vera and um, Vera is, you meet Vera in Crimson River. Yes. So Crimson River is Talia, no, Lila, Lila and Vance. And Vance. And Vance is looking for a man in the woods. You find out that they were policemen together. They were partners. Vance was basically like part of the family. He thinks that his partner killed his wife and like three kids. Mm -hmm. And he's, and then like ran away. So Vance has been like on the hunt for him. He's been like hiding in like the woods. He's like a survivalist or whatever. Um, and that's why he comes to see, uh, to. Uh... He's going off leads. Yeah. Anyway, that's why he goes to Quincy. 
and then he falls in love with Lila, and we find we find his like part. I forget the man's name. Partner in the woods, um, Cormac. Cormac, yes. And Vera's there, and then you find out that it was the mother who killed the girls, and Vera like managed to escape, and Cormac killed the wife because duh. Duh. And then they like run away into the woods together. But also, like, I feel like Cormac could have just been like, my wife killed my children, and um, I was I killed her in a her. fit of rage. Or, like, he probably could have gotten off on a like he would have gone to jail. Yes. No, you don't think so? No, a crime of passion. If that's if, true, crime of passion, maybe. If you, pro- if you had a good think, lawyer, I bet you maybe. He I was going to say, I don't right. think anybody would convict a parent for killing somebody for killing their children. I don't oh, think. I don't think that would ever happen. Um, so I don't really understand why he ran. Like, honestly, like maybe just like a psychotic break, but he takes his, his surviving daughter with him and they're living in the woods for like years. And then Vance finds them and it's like a whole thing. But then Vera goes to live with Vance and they move to Quincy and then they're at the Eden's for dinner and she meets Mateo, who's the youngest Eden. And she is loves. And she just like, she's introduced to him and she's just like this man. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I get it. He's not my favorite Eden. He's not my favorite Eden. But he's probably... But I think he's a great Eden. There's no bad Edens in this book, in this no. series. Like, there's no one bad at all. Um, but he's just, I think... Okay, so he... Yeah, so, yes. She she meets Mateo, and he's so nice to her. He winks at her. He's, like, flirty, but, like... But not, like, like flirty, nice flirty. flirty. Like, like fun and he, flirty. And he like, also knows that she's been through a lot. Yeah, like, so, like, respectful boundaries, kind to her, polite, willing yeah. to help and be there, but, like... She is starstruck in love with him, and like he just hasn't. Nobody apparently has picked up on this. nobody's besides, picked up on besides the mom, the mom Anne. Anne, which like duh, which duh, because moms know everything exactly. So it, I like how it like jumps time. Because at first I was like, wow, they're really young. This is like gonna be like, and like she was just like freshly like freshly out of, out of like um, the wilderness. And, also, like, yeah, he comes to find out that like he got a phone call one day. He used to live in Alaska. He was a bush pilot, more or less like doing cargo runs, whatever, he found out he had a daughter. Yes. And you find out the story behind that as well. Um, so he goes to Alaska, picks up his daughter, Allie, and like brings her back to the Eden Ranch. Yes. And then and then over like the three years, you're kind of getting like little glimpses. And then all of a sudden it's like present day. Yes. So her, her she's obviously still in love with Mateo. Um, and I don't want to say like in love. There's just like an infatuation. Like, and I'm then of course, as you learn yeah. like about the person that like this you understand the person. So, like, they become their friends, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know who Mateo is. So, I can understand why there is, like, that love component. Because you're getting to know this human being. And you're like, wow, this is, a, this is a good person. Yeah. So, they're at a bar. She never drinks. She doesn't drink because her mom was an alcoholic, alcoholic. and drug addict. And that's the reason why she had a psychotic break and killed her, her sisters. Yeah. yeah. So, they're at a bar. She's drinking water. She's typically normally a DD. But, like, she's watching Mateo talk to, like, this blonde girl. And she's pissed. She's like, you know what? Fuck it. Starts slinging back, like, rum and cokes, essentially. Yeah. Walks up to him in front of this girl. In front of her whole family's there. Yeah. And shouts out, like, every single thing that Mateo likes. Yeah. And kisses him. Because she's like, you know what? Screw it. Like, if he's not going to notice me, I'm going to make him notice me. Yeah. Which, I love that for her. And also, I think that it's... I like... Honestly, like, I love that is the one who made the first move. Agreed. Because... One, like, the whole, I would say the first, like, 20% of the book is her getting, like, through, like, the trauma. She's trying and, to, like, be- regain some normalcy Right, become, like, you know, she, when, um, when her, like, when the, everything happened with her mom and her sisters and everything, she was 17 years old in her senior year of high school. So she never got to finish high school. She never got to go to college. Yeah. She didn't really, like, you know, she's now been, like, living, like, in, in the, the woods, woods for, like, four years with just her father and she's discovering who she is and she's becoming more comfortable being around people again and she's healing. So I I like that it took a long time for them to get together. And I like that she's the one who made the first move because I feel like it was very much like a big step for her. Yes. I will say, and I get it. Like, I think he was always trying to be respectful of Vera. That's also his sister's like his brother-in-law's daughter, uh, now daughter, essentially. Yeah, essentially. Like, like, you know, you're trying to like regain, like have some boundaries and like, he does kind of admit like she always, he always did think she was like beautiful, but like yeah. didn't, wasn't like whatever. Didn't know like there was feelings there. Um, feels kind of dumb. I also think that his main focus too was, was like, his, his daughter. daughter. Like he even says too, I think he would go on like, he went on like a few dates, but yeah. he like hadn't been with anybody. Yeah. He never he brought just, anybody home. Yeah. He just kind of like his focus was his daughter yeah. and 
helping out Griffin on the ranch, helping out Eloise. That he's just kind of like. I think it bothered me at first that he was like the minute that kiss happened, he was like, now I need to try to date her. Like, but yeah. I, and then I think as time went on, I was like, all right, like, I don't think it was so much as him being like, all right, now I got to date her as more of as like, I went home and talked to my mom. She was like, you finally realized that there was something there. Like there's always been something lingering. Um, I think it kind of almost opened the blinds on his eyes to the fact that like, yes, she's yeah. going through trauma, but she is a human being as well who has emotions and feelings and is allowed to feel these things. Yeah. And like, she asked, okay, it did take her to like say these things and kiss me for, for him to realize. But then he also then spews things that he's noticed about her. So I'm like, that kind of like made me feel better. Like he has, it's almost like he was sub, like subconsciously like memorizing things about her without even like knowing that he Realizing. was doing it. And the one of the reasons why she like gravitates towards him in general is that he's the only person who doesn't treat her like she's fragile yeah. or doesn't treat her like she's a broken person. Um, and I like that too. Cause you know, I, I feel like it, it makes their relationship like again more things solid things happen to people in life right like i not to maybe that extent i've never i can't say i cannot compare traumas that has but, not happened to me but <laughs> but when things do happen you don't want people tiptoeing around you you want to be treated like a normal person you yes. want to be seen as someone just amongst their peers not yes. like oh we gotta single her out well yeah so you know this about me like I, especially like after like my dad died, right? I was like, I don't want people to just be like, oh, how are you doing? Like, yeah. I'm fine. Like, treat me like a normal person. Yeah. Not like I'm like some like set. That's just like not how I can compute things. And I don't like being treated like that. Um, and Vera didn't want that. Like, she didn't want to hear right. So I was like, on. so I, yeah. So I like really, um, like that resonated with me because that's how I also am when it comes no, to things it like that. No, it makes sense. I feel like that. I feel like a lot of people probably have that reaction. Yeah, it's the same thing with like making jokes and like when yeah. you're like uncomfortable, you know, in like sad situations because it's like easier, easier to break the ice. One hundred percent. I like that she kept looking for her dad. I really admire the fact that like Mateo, though obviously judged based off of what he yeah. knew, was very accepting once the story did come to light as to what really happened. I really enjoyed like Ali and Vera's bond. Um, yeah, so they had a bond. Like Vera always gave her baths. Yeah, and, and, like, even before, like, her and Mateo were together, she always, like, I guess, like, prioritized yeah. Allie, the daughter. Um, for her birthday, she gets her a rocking horse, but it's a dragon. And Mateo's like, why'd you get her a dragon, like, or whatever? And she's like, well, she's going to have her whole life to ride horses on the ranch. This is, like, the only time that she can, like, ride a dragon. And, like, she likes to answer the doorbell. Doorbell. Yeah, so, like, she so, always rings the doorbell. Yeah. Um, you do hear that like Mateo's nickname for her is Sprout and that was one of her sister's nicknames. So she decided to also incorporate Jellybean, which was her other sister. Yeah. Like there's a lot. Of, I cry, I cried a lot in this book. Um, there's a lot of touching moments. The poor little angel with her breakdown at the lake because all oh. the trauma come rushing back in. Yeah. Um, now my whole thing, and I have a lot of questions. Okay. Okay. Cormac, Corm, Cormac, the father is on Eden property right now. Like they, they built like a little shelter. They Mateo, do, yeah. So they do bring up that the FBI agent does come into town yearly, like to check in on whatever. So I get why he's never like, I just like my heart hurts. Like, so he's, he goes there basically once like she know he knows that she's pregnant. Like, like yeah, I, so she, I was gonna say, so she's like always like, she's like, when she leaves the woods with uncle Vance. Yeah. She. It's kind of, like, left, like, open-ended, like, that yes. she's, like, you know, with her dad. Like, he's, like, you need to go. It's fine. I'll yeah. see you again one day. And so she, like, weekly is hiking. Yes. Looking for him. Looking for signs of him. And Mateo takes her out on the plane. And she's, like, looking for signs. And then she's, like, oh, I want to learn how to fly. And, like, Mateo's, like, okay, cool. I'll teach you. She only wants to learn how to fly so she can, like, search, search the area, area for yeah. her dad. And she does see him one day. And then she doesn't see him again. He's very good at, like, remaining hidden. Um, and then one day Mateo follows her out into the woods and is whistling back. Like yes. she's trying to make a call and basically he finds out like what she's doing and he's like, I will help you find him. Cause then she tells Mateo like the actual story. Cause at first he's like, why do you want to be around this man who killed your family? And like also tried to kill my sister. Yeah. Um, so whatever. It's so, like, they find everything out and Mateo owns a cabin on the Eden property and on I guess like his like acre acres of land in the woods they build like a little like shack or like a little cabin basically for Cormac to live in um but like none of the other Edens can know about it no and like 
I just, I don't know. Like, maybe that's... And, like, they keep, like... And, like, that's how it kind of ends. Is like, that the dad, like, kind of, like, lives in hiding. Um, Vera goes out to, like, visit him, like, every once in a while. Or she, like, walks to, like, the edge. He, like, leaves, like, notes Little and notes, stuff yeah. for her. Um, like, I just, when like... When she gets pregnant. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's, like, very sad. It's so sad. Because I feel like he, again, he didn't... For, yes, the, sake of the, sto- he, for yes. the sake of the story, he needed this needed to happen, obviously. But like in real life, he like he didn't need to be like this like recluse like living in the no. wilderness. Like he could have been like living this full life as like one of the Edens. Exactly. I, yeah. Like they would have taken him in. Yes, did he murder someone? Yes. But like, Listen. like he came home to find what basically his one daughter. Like <laughs> literally, like what the fuck just happened to you? What's going on? And then his entire other family is just wiped out because his wife went psycho and decided to kill two kids. Like, yeah, like I would, I yes, I would do the same thing to my husband. But again, I don't like, think, I don't think anybody. And if he did go to jail for it, it would have probably been for like two years. Yes, like, and he would have gone out like on probation. For, yeah, like he was year. right. Like, he and was, he could, and he would have known to, that as a cop too. Exactly. That's like another thing too. Like, I feel like, I mean, he also probably had a break seeing that his two kids were murdered. One hundred percent. Like, you, you're not. You cannot be okay. So, like, I just, I don't know, like, I know, like, you can yell at me all you want. Like, I know he's a, I guess you can call him, like, a bad person. But, like, he's never going to get to, like, experience, like, not even his life. Like, put him aside. Like, his daughter's having a baby, growing her family. Like, I felt bad. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what are the grandkids going to say? Like, can we go see, like, my grandpa in the woods? Like, Right. And, again, like, like, how do you, like, teach kids be like, you can't talk about grandpa because he's wanted by the FBI. I just feel like. Yeah. I just felt bad. Like, my heart hurt a little bit. And I don't think that. he's a bad guy. I think that if I had two kids, if I had kids and my husband killed them, I'd I would fucking fu- kill, I would kill I would probably kill him. Yes. And I wouldn't feel any regret or remorse for it. No. I'd be unwell and probably in a psychiatric ward, but that would be the difference. Right. Well, that's well, no. okay. If I had one living child, I think I would find a way to live for my child that's, yes. li- that's alive. Well, I was going to say, like, that's why I think, like, maybe he just he also like felt like he couldn't go on like with what happened and he does blame himself because yes. he's like, I should have known um, like, that this was happening I knew with she's her had it from the get go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like when they met, she was addicted to heroin, but she gets better. They have like a beautiful like life and marriage together. And then she um, has like a relapse like later in life, obviously like when the kids are a little bit older mm-hmm. um, and he thinks that he should have seen the signs and like he blames himself. So, like I understand he probably yeah. also had his own like kind of like break after yes. like what happened, like it's a very traumatic thing to go through. But I, yeah, I kind of just like, I wanted like everybody to just like love him and like, I wanted him to be a part of the Edens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want, I want to be a part of the Edens. I mean, same. Don't we all? I love how he calls her peach and he's like, Oh, like my favorite fruit is peaches. And she's like, no, it's strawberries. And he's like, it used to be strawberries. Yeah, and now it's peaches. And I love the whole clear in a million. Yeah, that one was um, really cute. Really, really cute. How's so, the weather, peach? Clear in a million. It reminded me uh, Magnolia Parks, like how's the weather parks? Um, and uh, I just like, oh, I don't yeah. know. I just like love that. Um, it's like really sad that it's over. The ending is really great too. Oh my God, so, like, that ending. He's, you know, he's like, you know, we were the Edens, and then he's like, he names everything. You know, I'm literally pulling up Griffin and Wynn. I was getting chills. Uh, Yeah, it's like Griffin and Wynn, and uh, Knox and Memphis, and Foster and Talia, and Jasper and Eloise and Vance and Lila and Vera and me. Yeah. Some of us hadn't started with the last name Eden. Some of us changed it with marriage, but every person in the house claimed it. We were the Edens. Like, shut the fuck up, Debbie. I think we need... It was the perfect... Like, I have the chills actually right when now. When she wrote that, she had to have been like, Crying. Fuck, yes. Crying, yes, but also just like, wow, fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, I did it. Like, damn. Like, I would have like dusted off my shoulder with that one. And then, That was a good yeah. ending. No, it was the perfect ending. And then the bonus epilogue, getting like Harrison's point of view was kind of cute. I thought it was so funny because like Harrison and Anne are obviously older. And he's like talking about his dick. Yeah. And I was like, Harrison, <laughs> I, no, I, I do not, not, I'm like, not my, I'm sorry. I'm, I am an honorary Eden. Like this is yes. my father. Dad, How dare talking you speak about, about having dick. sex. You didn't have sex ever. Um, I think I want, like, I don't know how, <laughs> she would never do this, but like, Devony, can you please write us like a novella a year? <laughs> Give us a Christmas novella just, yeah. a year, just like, like every just year. That, or even just like one, like, it doesn't have to be Christmas. I mean, it could be for Christmas, but just, yeah. I just want like family dinner. Like novella. it could be literally 30 pages of just like 
them sitting around together just having a discussion and like yeah. making a joke and that could be it like give me something a year i don't this is one series that like it hurts that it's ending you know? i know like it hurts um i am rereading this 100 percent. yes same. um it's like it, like this to me is like the Harry Potter series. <laughs> yes, the Edens and Harry Potter. It's so different. Both? No, but like I didn't no, want the I Harry didn't. Potter series to end. Like it really fucking hurt me when it ended. And like it was I like feel... yeah, it was like a series I I I could just keep rereading. Yes, I last night I couldn't sleep, so I literally put in Harry like uh, my earphone like my headphone and like listened to a Harry Potter book for a little bit yeah. to like fall asleep like I will always reread a Harry Potter book I will probably always reread an Eden book they're like comfort reads yes um who's your favorite Eden I don't fucking know Teresa I have to reread these no okay no not your favorite man like just because the Eden there's only there's three girls three, three girls and a and, and three boys yeah there's six and six okay let me think about this okay I'm not gonna lie I really liked Talia I, liked- I feel like I related a lot, not in like in her male situation by any means, but like, I don't know. I feel like I could see like myself like as a talent. You know what's really funny? What? Because we loved. We loved that book. What? Not, not Crimson, Crimson River. River. <laughs> uh, Garnet Flats. Garnet Flats. I'm like another red book. We loved Garnet Flats. We loved Talia and Foster. We hate that Foster was like the whole Foster storyline that he yes. was married though. But, but I, I loved that. Yes. I loved them too. I loved his grovel. I think Eloise is my favorite Eden. Eloise is amazing. And I love, I think I love Griffin. Who doesn't love Griffin? But like, do I love Griffin or do I love Wynn? Because I love Wynn. I love Wynn Wynn, too. She's like, she's an OG. Wynn Um, is my second favorite character. Married into the Edens. Jasper is my favorite married into the Edens. Because I want to marry Jasper. But... I actually think Wynn probably would be my favorite. So I'm like, do I like love Griffin or do I just love Griffin because of Wynn? But I love Eloise as my favorite Eden. I Eloise and Jasper are my favorite couple though. Are they? Yeah. They are a really good couple. I just always think of the line when he's like, they have to go to family dinner and he's like, I don't want to. I don't like, I yeah. don't like it. And yeah. she's like, um, yeah. What did she say? She's like, oh, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up because it's my favorite line of any book ever. I think it's so funny. I, I, this is why I need to do a reread because I really can't recall much about Knox and Memphis. Like I know their storyline. Everybody like loves, loves them the most. Yeah. And I'm I like, just am very like, okay. Like about them. I, I love, listen, I love all of the Edens. Yes. There's not one bad book here. You, no. There's nothing under a four. Honestly, they're all five fucking star books. Like, there's really no other way to put it. I did think, I do think I gave four stars to, um, and I think it's just because of a sheer fact that I'm pissed that it's ending. Yeah. <laughs> not for the reason, not for any other reason that, like, why is this over? But I re- I really remember loving it, like, loving Indigo Ridge. Yes. Um, and I do think it was a lot to do with, like, the two of them together. Uh, but yeah, really, you and yeah. I like really like I wouldn't pick my favorite couple to be Talia and Foster just because I don't like what like what has had to happen in that relationship. But I really did love that book so fucking much, and I really like that like same. Both of the I really like them. Yeah, like, I didn't like the I didn't like the story like that one pop. Oh, I know. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad that there was like, well, you know what? If you're, we're spoiling, so you had to have read it if you gotten this far. But like, I'm glad that like nothing happened between Foster and that other girl. Like, there's a lot of things yes. that I'm happy about. Um, like he hasn't touched anybody. And like, th- I think that just to me is like oh, amazing. I love that. Um, I think I need to reread. I really do think right now my favorite Eden might have to be, you know what I loved about Griffin though, that he was like not cocky, but very confident as a human being mm-hmm. and very like set in like, this is what I want. I was going to say, I I'm feel gonna. like, yeah. And like that, I like that. Like yeah. I like when you're confident in like your direction and like, like even with when like staying with him, he's like, no, no, no. You're staying with me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, I, but I, like, I really do like Talia too. Like I liked her drive. Like she overcame like w- that whole thing with Foster, like became doctor. She's a like, very strong, confident woman. Yes. And I like, I, I very much yes. admire that. Um, um, and a very hard worker. So like, I would have to pick between Talia and Griffin and I probably would lean towards Talia. Yeah. I really do. Like, again, you really can't go wrong. Um, I feel like Eloise for the girls is my favorite Eden. I feel like Griffin probably for the boys is my favorite Eden. And Jasper is my favorite married in, but also win. Um, Okay. But the Eloise Jasper quote, he says, I'm not one for family functions. 
Um, and she goes, I'm not one for anal play, but I still let you shove your finger up my ass last night. <laughs> Fucking amazing. But that's what I mean. Like, I think I need to like revisit this series. I just, I just like love because I, I don't remember certain things. And yeah. like, I did do a roundup of like my favorite reads from this whole entire year. year and didn't she, she put out the last three within this year. Jasper Vale, Crimson River, and this and Sable Peak. So I feel like it's all year. like not like mushed together because I remember a lot of it, but like I forget things like that. So Griffin's like, gaze leveled on Jasper. This is a private conversation, and he goes, "You're yelling at my wife." Oh, I do. Remember it's that like a brave man to stand up to yeah. my brother. Is that common collected? I dreamed of Jasper had it. Maybe he'd teach me. Uh, Knox <sighs> blinked, then he dropped his chin, lifting a hand to rub over his mouth, almost like he was surprised. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, so that's what I mean. Like, maybe they would be my favorite couple if I like, I I need to revisit this series, yeah, and do it back to back to back and then figure out where everyone stands. Also, I think, too, okay, so I read, I'm gonna just like look it up now because we're talking about them. I read Indigo Ridge, I think I read it, I read it after you. I read it, um, where are the dates? Yeah, that's at a date range. I read it in 2022. Okay, Santa, but I read it in July of 2022. And then I went, I read this right before my honeymoon. I went on my honeymoon. I came back, I got surgery. I read, um, oh my God, why? I literally. Juniper Hill. Thank you. Juniper Hill and Garnet Flats. Thank you. I was like the two of them. I read those both in the same day when I was recovering from surgery. Damn. So that's also why I think that I have. I like almost forget about um, Juniper Hill. Juniper Hill was because yeah. I, I literally read them both in the same day. So Garnet Fletch just stands out more because I read it last. last. And then I had to wait months for Jasper Bale. So I think that I did a disservice um, for Garnet Flats. Not Garnet Flats. Juniper Hill. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> having, having. <laughs> anyway, basically, I need. Um, Oh, and then like I need the, all the whole Eloise and like Jasper at the wedding. There's yeah. a, like I gotta revisit. I did not like that audiobook though. I did not like the male main character. Not gonna lie. No, you didn't like the male narrator. Thank you. That's you like I, the male main character. That's I like my the male Jasper. Yes. Um, I need. I gave every single book five stars. So I just need to revisit. I'll keep I you gave, posted. I'm doing my reread after after Crescent City. Yes. So maybe in February we'll do a whole Eden's episode. Yes, I think we should. I think we should too. And I'm all, we're all doing it after Crescent City because we're like we're gonna need to just like find comfort in something. I need fucking to decompress and just yeah, like I need comfort, mindless. Which I'm not worried about Crescent City because it's Sarah Dumas. It's gonna have a happily ever after. So like I just know that like my girl Bryce and my man Hunty are gonna be like completely fine. It's just gonna be very stressful getting to the end, and therefore. I'm going to need comfort after. And I'm yes. going to start off that comfort with Griffin and Wynn. I can't wait. And you guys know I love a reread. Who doesn't love a reread? I'm, I'm actually, really excited. So I have to start Kingdom of Ash. I said I want to finish it by the end of December, which I know I can do it like the you last could. week of the year. But the book is so fucking thick. And I've been having a lot of fun like tabbing because like whatever. But yeah, I have them yeah. all on Kindle. So I think I'm just going to read it on Kindle because I'll go. Th- I'll get through it faster if it's Kindle. Um, and I can always go back and like tab whatever if I really 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 like desperately need to but that's what I've decided I like um, decision. also today's Monday I'm going to be starting the legacy of God series by Rena Ken I believe the first one is God of Malice God of Wrath God of I have no idea God of our God Malice that's all. Um, and I know everybody's like, you have to do the read. No, I'm not reading 30 fucking books just to get to God of Malice, okay? I don't care about any of the other books right now. Eventually, if I really like this you series, can I can go back. But in my opinion, not my opinion, my vibe is not dark romances. And these are, I believe, like dark mafia romance mm-hmm. books. So I'm like, I'm going to read this. Yeah. But I can't get through 28 other books no. just to get to this and I know Especially I don't not have if it's like to. your forte. Like if it, right. if you were like obsessed with dark romance, maybe maybe you like even if you want to read that book first, then go right back into it. Well, the thing is too, like I want to I want to read this series specifically. Yeah, and like okay, like I mean, we just got done talking about Devney Perry, right? I love her. I'm working my way very slowly through her backlog. Yeah, same. I'm not. I can't just like binge an author. No, because I will burn out on them. Yes. And I want to read this series specifically. If I start from the freaking beginning of Marina Kent's reading order, I will get to this in like three years. Then be kind of probably like annoyed over it. Like, why am I? Yeah. Um, which I'm assuming that they're all good. I know that they're like 
but you don't have to read the reading order. It's like suggested, but you don't have to. Um, cause like other characters come up in like the later books, but I'm just going to start with God of Malice. And if anybody has a problem with that, don't suck my dick. <laughs> um, next week we will be doing in a holidays following week. We'll be doing our 2023 reading roundup. Katie will be prepared this year. I already am. <laughs> and, out. um, on that note, we are out of here. We hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Great rest of your week. Great rest of your year. Um, you're beautiful. You're stunning. You're smart, but not as beautiful, stunning and smart as us. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at thebff.bookclub. If you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, or books you want us to talk about in future episodes, please send us an email at thebff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. See you, fuckers.